We did. Yeah. Leaver Sage Graham Creech, Steve Bunda with you. TSN weekend reunion. I've been together in a while playing some tunes like Antoine Vermette's goal song. My favorite goal song in Senator's history. Really? Yep. I know there were some other good ones, but when he scored, because they you know, were good when he was there. When he scored and this song came on, I was fired up. More than the Hosa song? Way more than the host of songs. Host had two though, right? Like eight, eighteen was. Yeah. Was it his main one or? I think so. It was good, but this one fired me up. What I, about Spezza? Not as much. Were you turning the heat on for Heatley? The heater. <laughs> we need a heater reunion here. We need a heater appearance. Yeah, we do at it's Canadian been... Tire Center. Need to maybe know. maybe a feature article one day. Need to know is a long list. I feel like it's it's going to be really. Can we just talk through need to know a little bit? I, hey, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Let's do it. You can trim the fat too if you want. Exactly. But there's a lot of information. What, what becomes the fat is the question. Well, it's not the Senators in Vancouver. Oh hell no! To take on the Canucks tomorrow, back on the practice ice, we will hear before six from the head coach and the dog. The dog. We'll hear from those two. Nothing but a G-thang. Four, six. That's Claude Giroux, if you missed the beginning of the show, in which Graham was barking and meowing last night on the postgame yes. show. Just to clarify, not I wasn't barking and meowing on this show. No. Might have been 1.58 a.m. But a little bark and a, <laughs> a big bark and a little meow out. Because we didn't get the, the, the reason I did it, well, A, because I, like I said, it was like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. A B, we didn't get the meow from Gord because in live action, you think it's uh, Pintos, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought it was Pintos, but no, it was Kitty Cat. Meow, meow, purr, purr, as a post game <laughs> caller once famously said. <laughs> so, not a lot of changes with the lineup as they go into Vancouver. Vancouver, Calgary coming up Saturday, Sunday, and then into Edmonton on Tuesday, and then back home to face Colorado Thursday, and that's the trip of Dr. Bob, who is on the road and doing that in the car. Uh, Bless him. Not a very big uh, scoreboard. It's not only two games, and the only one that really matters to Ottawa would be the Florida Panthers at home against the Chicago Blackhawks. The Florida Panthers are minus 490 in that game. What that means, it would cost you $490 to make 100 if you bet on Florida because that is a big favorite at home. I actually think the Florida Panthers are the team that's going to make the playoffs. Hey. I know. Beep, beep, beep. Back up. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's That might be my favorite wrestling drop. That was not well-timed, though. He should have had me in the uh, middle of I thought you were going to talk again. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Sure. I haven't worked with you too much lately. I've yeah. worked with Creature a little bit, but not Lee. No, because you're 90% over on CFRA now. Like, when are you getting back over here? I'm around. Yeah. The unfortunate part, we, we, we were blessed to have Bunda produce a couple of Sens games recently. Mm-hmm. Of course, they were home Sens games, so nobody saw Buns. He's back here by himself. Yeah. I did a pregame show with, all of a sudden I get a note from Steve Bunda. Well, what do you need for the 
the pregame oh, show from know? the intro. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm doing the game. Perfect. Glad I got to find out. So, a uh, couple of very, very, very minor deals. Uh, Jace Howerlock and uh, what's his first name? Rubens? Uh, Christian, I think. Christians. Christians Rubens. Uh, both traded by the Senators for future considerations. Jace Howerlock to the Devils and uh, Christians Rubens to the Calgary Flames. Uh, of course, those players cannot play in the playoffs uh, for those respective teams if they get there. Flames ain't. You don't think so? No, I absolutely do not think so. I also I guess there's a, they're, they're, like they're they're four points back. They're the same situation I think as they, Ottawa. I think they get there. Why? But you think Winnipeg's just going to continue falling? I haven't seen anything for the Flames to turn it around or the Jets to turn it around. I hope they do. Uh, I'm rooting for them, but man, they're in a big slide. Right what about now. Nashville? I know they right lost now. to Arizona last night, but no, they're what are they six points back? But they they have three games in hand. No, they're out. But I think the Flames can get there. Yeah, Winnipeg's got to figure it out. I hope they do. I really do. Uh, you led with it before. Should have led with it here. I just wanted to get to some of the Senators' news. But how about not one, not two, but three Canadians? Eighth or better at the Players' Championship. Oh, Let's go. <laughs> There's another usable clip at some point. Uh, and Adam Svensson is tied for the lead. At eight under par. Four under today through 11 after shooting 68. Yesterday, uh, Taylor Pendrith is tied for six. He's three back. Adam Hadwin is four back and tied for eighth. Uh, these guys are lighting it up at the players. Mike McEwen lit it up on his last rock of the day, and it was the one that mattered the most for Ontario. Uh, a terrific shot from Mike McEwen with Last Rock in the 10th end. And he beats Kevin Cooey at the Briar. And so Ontario now moving on to face uh, Brad Gushu and Team Canada tonight at 7. And also Brendan Botcher with a pretty easy win over Northern Ontario. So Brendan Botcher and Wild Card 1 into the other semi at the Page playoffs. Going up against Matt Dunstone and Manitoba. How about some university basketball to pass along? Both the Carlton Ravens, 73-71 winners over UQAM. And the Ottawa GGs, 91-70 victors over the Winnipeg Westmen. And they will meet tomorrow in the national semifinal uh, with men's basketball coming up. It's a 5 o'clock Eastern start in that game. 6 o'clock Atlantic time, but 5 o'clock Eastern. Ottawa and Carleton men's basketball for the right to go to the national championship game. And the women play St. Mary's tomorrow for the right to go to the women's national championship game. So what a weekend it could be for university sports basketball in this city. Uh, the Dolphins picked up Tua and his fifth-year option today. I, like Brent Sebleski and many others, think that Tom Brady could still 
be a viable option? Well, earlier in the day when they restructured the contract of Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. oh, Dolphins fans were buzzing. Here we go. Enter Lamar Jackson. But then you see that, oh, that's a buzzkill, isn't it? And like, unless you're a big Tua guy, but I think just considering the injuries, if you were a Dolphins fan, you're not getting excited about the possibility of Lamar Jackson? No, because Tom Brady's going to play for the Miami Dolphins. You have been saying this for two years, so I'll give you that. Yeah, he was wrong about the first year. That's true. Yep. He tried to. I wasn't wrong about it. I wouldn't say he tried to. The Dolphins tried to. No, he tried to. But he had a lot of things going on. Yeah, he tried to. He retired. That's why he retired. Yeah. Hmm. Just didn't work out. But we'll see. I'm still betting on the side of Tom Brady going to the Miami Dolphins and unretiring. But he did file his papers. He did put out a tweet about kittens. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got a kitten, man. He's he's done. Yeah. You know what didn't sell me? His tweet about kittens or whatever that meant. You didn't buy his, you know what, you get you get one opportunity at this, a heartfelt, and I, I ruined mine, so this is it. Like, I, I don't nope. think he can retire twice now. And Why not? Tell me what, like, honestly, I'm not trying to be combative. Why well, not? If, even if he literally sadly, I'm never coming back out of retirement, would you still believe him? No. Exactly. So, so that's my point. Unless the season starts. <laughs> so yeah, but your does point. Does it matter? What because it he could have shut down any talk about him coming back. Which he has. Steve, with a kitten's tweet, he has not. He he thinks he's funny. He's not funny. He's always thought he's funny. He's not. And nobody, other than Aaron Rodgers, craves the spotlight more than Tom Brady. Uh, he can't. Debatable. He can't give it up. And so... Again, I could be wrong, but he's always wanted to be part owner. He would be down there near his kids. He could play another year. Tua could still be the future of the team, right? Like, could all work out in Miami. Everyone's like, Mike McDaniel says that Tua's the guy. Like, that's great. I hope, and I like Mike McDaniel. Coolest coach in the NFL, eh, Graham? He's not in the top 10. He's in the top two. Who's, the, who's one? He's the best. Other than Big uh, McCarthy. Uh, Mike McCarthy is not the coolest oh. coach. Oh. Or in the Figured top 10. you say he would. No, no, he's like at the bottom. And we all know that. Okay. Mike Tomlin would be right at the top. Hard not to put Andy Reid near it, the it top. It needs to be Andy Reid. Yeah, I get it. I think um, prior to... Sean His McVay. firing, I think I go Lovey Smith, number one. Yeah, no. Uh, Sean McVay, <laughs> I think, fell out of a little bit of the coolness factor this year. But anyway, I'd go Mike Tomlin, Mike McDaniel, Andy Reid. That would be my top three coolest Andy coaches. Andy Reid is one. Okay. I think Mike Tomlin is so cool. Like, I, I just do. But okay. Mike McDaniel's coming up close behind. Coming up close, like you, you for a year, you've said he's number one. How can you go back on that now? I'm not going back on it. Yeah. No r- love for uh, Robert Sala and uh, with the Jets, nope. I guess. Other than you just don't like the Jets, but he seems like a pretty fun guy too. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Dougie P's pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> you know what? The way he rocks a visor with that bowl cut is pretty solid. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Unbelievable. He's got the Kirby Smart kind of look to him. Uh, we should probably hear from some of the, the senators here as they 
are getting set big win last night, and it didn't matter how. They didn't make it easy, but it 3 nothing. they're leading. It's early. They're going to walk away with it. They find themselves down 4-3, no panic, come back, win 5-4. Let's hear what the head coach of the Ottawa Senators had to say earlier today in Vancouver. Sometimes all it takes is one player to set the tone here, and maybe that last night, and I know it was a total team effort, but maybe 28 really did sort of lead by example. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously he gets one-on-one one in the third there, um, you know, and he, and he makes a big play uh, behind that, um, you know, gets an assist on the winner. But, um, you know, when I look at a whole, I, I thought our defense – um, as, a, as a group of six, broke the puck out really well, um, you know, and got the puck to our forwards. Maybe, our, you know, our best player yesterday, if after rewatching the game, was Drake, who didn't get anything on the score sheet. But um, his tracking, his, his, his chances that he got, um, you know, he's on pucks. He's got his legs going, and it, to me, he's playing as good as he's played all year. Are you a believer in the expression, the hockey gods are sending some smiles uh, either way? Yeah, and, and you know what? I think sometimes you get rewarded when you when you work that hard. Sometimes you get a bounce. Um, it's strange how it works when you're when you're not the hardest working team. You don't get them, and and you know take nothing away from Seattle. They work and they, and they're a real good team. But I thought we we tracked, uh, we broke out in five, we shared the puck, we did the things we had to do to win. DJ, you talked about maturity from this team. Is that something an area where you've seen your group grow over the season? <laughs> For sure, I have, and. You know, when it came here, you know, four years ago and, and obviously through COVID and shortened seasons, it was a really, really young group. And, you know, Brady was just a, a young, young guy finding his way. And where he is maturity-wise now is kind of where the group is. You know, they kind of grow as he grows, um, him and Shabby. Um, you know, and, and a lot of credit's got to go to him for, you know, Timmy's growth when it comes to Timmy being able to be, you know, more mature quicker. Because you're going to listen any way you want to cut it. You listen to your teammates, you know, before the coach every time. And, uh, you know, the, the way those young guys have kind of grown around each other has kind of pushed each other to be better, taking a lot of losses, a lot of bad losses to real good teams. And, you know, they want to be a team that's known as one of those. And, uh, you know, we're not there yet, but we're certainly trying. Talking about losses to bad teams, you've got some wins over pretty good teams in, in the last little bit here. What has this stretch meant to to your group and as you're pushing for the, that last uh, wild card spot? Well, for us, I think we've just simplified it and tried to be over 500 every month and get playing good hockey. Um, you know, we, we've been crippled with injuries at times, you know, certainly in net. Um, with, I don't know if there's a team in the league that has both their guys out, um, but the guys that have come up done a nice job. Um, and then again, I, I always go back to, to the leadership group and, and, and the older guys on this team that do it right in practice, hold each other accountable. And, you know, when we have a bad game, they're able to turn the page way quicker um, than we used to. One last one for me. Uh, it seems like scoring in bunches has been a, a big a catalyst for your success over the last couple of weeks here. Uh, is that something that you feel is sustainable as you're heading down the stretch? Well, I think the one thing is, you know, we're not scoring as much on the power play, but now we're scoring on five on five. So if we can get both going, um, you know, we're going to have a chance to win every night. But as I said, our, our schedule in March is as tough as anyone in the National Hockey League. They're not just playoff teams. They're teams that are cup contenders. And we're going to find out a lot about, you know, how we play in these certain games. And uh, regardless, we're going we're to, uh, 
um, learn from everything that goes on here, whether it's you know, city to city, whatever the case may be, is you got to be ready, and we're going to push, you know, I think it's 18 games left. We're going to push uh, every period as hard as we can. I haven't asked a really dumb question in a while, so I'm probably overdue. Um, can a 3 nothing lead be the worst lead in hockey? <laughs> hmm. No. Uh, trailing 3 nothing's way worse. Um, but, you know, so early, you know, and, and then they get one and then they keep coming. Give them credit. But um, we know they're going to get chances. They're one of the highest scoring 5-on-5 five five teams in the league. Um, you know, they essentially got two shorties. Um, we did a real nice job 5-on-5. Five five. Um, and we didn't give them a ton of rushes. We beat their D back up the ice. And we took away a lot of their strengths. And, you know, credit to the guys. It takes a lot of work uh, away from the puck to do that. And... You know, when you check hard, a lot of times you get offensive opportunities. And at the end of the day, I think we got rewarded. I don't know if you've done your pre-scout yet on Vancouver, but they seem to be finding a groove here. Well, you got to look at uh, Talk, uh, Rick Talk. Um, you know, I had him as an assistant coach in Colorado. He's a hard guy that's going to demand that you work hard. He's going to be detailed, and that's what I see from their team. They're playing with detail. They're playing with purpose. Um, they're tenacious. I, I think sometimes you take on the character of your coach, and I, and I think when I watch them, they've won three straight. <clears throat> um, they're checking really hard. They're checking pucks back. Um, and, and, you know, they beat the Leafs, you know, last week here 4-1, uh, and, and, you know, we know where the Leafs are in the standings and, and what everyone thinks of them and how good they are. Um, so, you know, it's a Saturday night. They'll be ready to go, but it'll be a great test for our guys. Well, the Seattle Kraken had won five in a row before last night, and Ottawa beat them, so... Yeah, the Canucks, three-game winners in a row, but that it just can't matter to Ottawa, right? Like, they're going to have to figure it out and go in and beat the Canucks and then try and find a way to go into to Calgary. Um, you'd expect Mad Sogard to be back in net, Graham, or is this the game that you'd go with Mandelese coming up tomorrow mm-hmm. and then go back to Sogard on Sunday and give him a little bit of extra rest? I don't think there's a real wrong answer. You got to be splitting them either way, especially you've had two previous opportunities with back to backs involving Sogard, and you you avoided going him back to back because of the data and an injury history and everything that you as a staff discussed and looked into the numbers. Um, probably Steve Bunda was consulted when it came to numbers. Well, you'd have to math, um, math guy. And, and and you said publicly that it, that's not something that's, that's something you want to avoid. Mm-hmm. So I don't see how you could possibly go Sogard Sogard here, um, given that. Plus, there's there's nothing behind that these two, right? Like you have another injury. Oh, that's it's a absolute prayer for your postseason hopes at that point. I think. Um, so I think for sure they split them up. I don't really care who who gets the first one, who gets the second one. I. I think I'd probably just go Sogard again, like get him another consecutive game in a row and, mm-hmm. and feeling good. You got to win both anyways. Um, pick your poison, whatever, who cares? Just I, I think I'd go with, with Sogard first. Um, get him with the fresh troops you know, in the fresh game and, and I hope you can duplicate it with uh, Mandalese uh, in the second half. But again, like if they go, if they switch it up, like I, yeah. it's not something I'd be upset and, oh, they should have went with Sogi here. Like, I think, I think there's no wrong answer. Well, I think Sogard will get the start in Edmonton, right? So regardless of how you want to go about it, you just try and maybe ask him and ask 
some of the people around what it is that he needs to do to be good in two of the three games. Is it a day off now to go into Sunday night, or is it a day off after Saturday, then the next time you're playing is on Tuesday? Regardless, one of them's got to be the situation because he's going to play the Edmonton game. So you just got to figure out, as you said, what the best course of action is. We'll take a break. Come back and we'll hear from the dog. Claude Giroux. Give us a Barkley. It's not 1.58 a.m. And the last time I sort of got talked into doing something late at night, maybe by you on a post-game show. I wasn't even involved. It was the listeners. I wasn't working. I was at Darcy McGee's. See, he remembers exactly when. This is years ago. <laughs> Speaking of dogs. See, road dogs. Did you get? Did you clip Vanessa? Uh, I have it ready to clip. I just got to go through and nice. find it. Well, we'll take a break. Come back. We're going to hear from Claude Giroux and discuss the weekend. Coming up here on The Drive on TSN 1200. Welcome back to The Drive. Lever Sage, Graham Creech. Good call, Bunda. He was asking us earlier for more TSN weekend songs. See, Bunda. Totally forgot about them. Some 41. And it's in the 5 o'clock hour. Four and one's five. I'm thinking that he's putting that together on his own. That's math guy. That's right. Carry the one. Love some 41. What's the one of the more ironic things, and maybe at the stage that I'm at in my life, Graham? And I'm saying Graham specifically because I've had the conversation with Steve. One of the big wa- songs that I loved about TSM Weekend that I wanted at the beginning and it got me fired up and I just thought it was good for the show. Like at the beginning when I was putting together a couple of things was a tune. And I'm like, I could sing it for you, but I can't remember the name of it like right now. And I had to go and I, I dug in my Apple Music to find it. And what was the song called? Remember the name. Come on. Yeah. I could not remember the name of the song that's titled Remember the Name. (laughs) It's pretty good. And I love it. Uh, You won't forget that now. No, I will not. Uh, I just want, before we hear from Claude Giroux, uh, a little self-serving, but actually a really good story. Uh, Acclaimed Pro Wrestling has a show going on tomorrow night and it is on Waverly Avenue at the, uh, what is it here? The Don, sorry, the Don Polsky, Dom Polsky Hall, 379 Waverly Drive. I believe it's close to a sellout, but maybe a few tickets left. But one of the cool things is a guy that used to work in AEW, kind of a bigger independent star, huge in Ottawa, named Stu Grayson. Uh, really good wrestler, part of the Dark Order on AEW. Like, it's kind of made it to the big time, but comes back and does a lot of things. He is wrestling 19-year-old London Lightning. London Lightning. Yeah. Good name. Uh, met London at the Monday Night Raw show a couple of weeks ago. Spent some time with him. Is Like, just as a fan? Yeah. And is just... Like, over-the-top, crazy into wrestling. But to be able to have a break like this, for him to wrestle a guy of Stu Grayson's caliber, 
at 19 years old and have Stu Grayson come to him and say, I want to wrestle you on, wow. a, on a card. Uh, trained out West uh, with Lance Storm and some of the other guys uh, out West. Just wants to be a professional wrestler. Smart as a whip, this kid. And you can just see. Like, he's oozing, I want to be a pro wrestler. And he'll have a chance of a lifetime tomorrow night. And I know oh, it's not a big I heard, deal. No, I hear those shows are nuts. Like, uh, maybe the C4 shows are the, and that's a different Well, I just group, meant in but... general, like the local shows. Yeah. Like that, of that type of, uh, stature. I, like, I, I know a lot of people that aren't wrestling fans. Like, they don't, right. they don't follow WWE, yeah, AEW, yeah. all that stuff. But, like, they'll, they'll go to these events. And, like, every time I talk to them after, like, insane night. Right. How do you guys feel about some breaking news? Love it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. In the NFL? Nope. Well, that first overall pick that belongs to the Chicago Bears is on the move no. to the Carolina Panthers. Wow. Just came down. Okay. Uh, multiple first-round picks involved is all I see so far. Um, yeah, this year's first overall, so they went from 9 to 1. They also traded the 61st and next year's first-round pick, plus a 2025 second-round pick and their number one receiver, DJ Moore. Holy. To the Bears for that first overall pick. Likely to take a quarterback, not sure who. So, DJ Moore. You knew the beer, Bears were trading that pick for sure. Yeah. And uh, nice to see finally what it is, and it's DJ Moore who, I hope I hope this works out. I think some untapped potential at times there mm-hmm. with Carolina. I don't know if they're going to actually find, if he'll find his full potential and success in Chicago. I, I hope so for him. This feels like Carolina was the number two team that Lamar Jackson could go to. So they're out now because they're taking a quarterback. And they traded their first-round picks. Yeah, DJ Moore, number nine this year, number 61 this year, their first-rounder next year, their second-rounder in 2025, all for the number one pick coming up. So that is breaking news. And that also tells me, the team that I had number one on my list, the second I heard that the shopping would be there for Lamar Jackson, the first team and the first thought I had was Las Vegas and the Raiders. And now I just feel like this is, unless something well, because they've been rumored funny to, happens. They've been tied to Jimmy G a good bit. I think I that's know. the rumors last couple of days. Yep. But. Yeah, but this tells me that Lamar Jackson is pretty much going to be on his way to hmm. to Vegas. Because if you're Chicago, like you're, you've committed to Justin Fields, yep, and uh, now you get a number one receiver, and the ninth pick still, right? Donnie Donald S must be pretty happy today. I would think. Already heard from him about this today. Not about this. (laughs) Already heard from him earlier today on some other subject. I think it was about the music and about Creed. Uh, (laughs) Oh, posters in your bedroom. I'm curious to see though who who the Panthers look at for number one because you know, there's Bryce Young, there's C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. They obviously feel good about one of those. Guys, yeah, exactly. Right, but none of them are like the number one guy, absolute for sure. So they feel good about. It. They also feel good. How about Justin Fields? Right. Mm-hmm. He had to think for a long time. Maybe they don't think I'm the guy. Well, this tells them you're the guy. So you're not only putting all that confidence in your own quarterback, but then you're getting all these weapons and picks for him. They put themselves in a really good spot. I hope for Justin Fields he can be the guy that everyone thinks 
that he can. I want the Bears to do well. I want somebody to do well in that division other than Green Bay. And it's not the 13 and 4 Minnesota Vikings who <laughs> I was had a coming in with that. Were you? Who had a minus <laughs> point differential going 13 and 4? Like that's almost impossible. You like that? You like that? How do you go 13 and 4 and come up with a minus point differential? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You know what? Uh, let's just go all over the place. I, yeah, said, I, we yeah, said, go ahead. We said to people we hear from Claude Giroux, so I want to come through with that. We'll play Claude Giroux, and then you can play whatever other clip you got set up. Yeah, I know you got some things ready to go. Let's hear from Claude Giroux. Off to a great start, and then uh, obviously they're, 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 Seattle's a great team, and they're able to, to come back, but... Uh, just the way we kept our composure and kept playing our game. And uh, when we had our chances, we were able to uh, to put it back in the net. Is that a definition of being a more mature club and playing a more mature game? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, like like we've talked about before, at the start of the year, we weren't winning those games. But I think we're finding ways to, it doesn't matter if it's ugly or it's nice, you just got to find a way to uh, to get the points. And um you know, everybody uh, everybody was pretty dialed in. Can it be easier to overcome the bad breaks that occur throughout the course of a game? I mean, deflections and one off your own stick or skate or shin pad. Yeah, that's part of the game. I mean, our game-winning goal was off their stick, so uh, it goes both ways, and uh, you just have to can't overthink it. You just got to play the game. Been in this league a while. How big is that maturity as you make a push for that playoff spot? That's huge. Uh, I'm, you know, for us, we're uh, we're outside looking in right now. But you know, that's obviously you want to make the playoffs. But uh, we can't mentally, we can't get ourselves caught up in in watching the standings every night. And uh, even in, even if I do watch it every night, but uh, you got to just worry about your game. Uh, you just got to worry worry about uh, playing well. And if you do that, that's when you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get. Your points, and uh, you're gonna climb uh, climb up the standings. Speaking of points, you've been on a bit of a tear lately. I think it's 15 points in the last 10 games or so. What what's been the difference for you out there on the ice? Yeah, I'm a strong believer. When the team is doing well, your your job's a lot easier. So, uh, you know, playing with great players, and uh, when the team is rolling, you just try to find ways to uh, to con- uh, contribute on could be offensively or defensively and uh and right now the puck's going in so uh you just gotta keep uh, uh keep going at it it's a five game road swing here not against easy clubs you've got uh edmonton and calgary coming up after vancouver what does this stretch mean to this group uh as you kind of close out the regular season yeah i mean they're big games for us and uh obviously we're playing great teams so uh, uh teams that are looking to get in the playoffs and um no, for us, it's it's about us. It doesn't matter who we play, and uh, if we at the end of the day, if we focus on our game and how we want to play, uh, we're going to win more than we're going to lose. Have you ever once said in your career a three-goal lead is the worst lead in hockey? Uh, I've heard that a few times, <laughs> but uh, you know, like I said, uh, Seattle's a fast team. They're they're a team that have a lot of power and a lot of depth. So uh, you know, I just like the way how we uh, we kept our composure. Certainly wasted no time. It was a nice to see Patrick Brown scores first as a senator. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, he you can see what he can bring to uh, uh, to a team. I mean, I I saw it last year uh, playing with him. So uh, you know, 
He's, uh, he's a guy that works extremely hard and uh, a player that uh, teammates like to have on their team. All right, there's a little bit from Claude Giroux talking to the media in Vancouver earlier today. And as a good leader, an experienced guy does, he just gives the credit to everybody else. This guy, along with Brady, have been the absolute workhorses of the team. How do you do that? How do you absolute workhorses when absolute dogs was right there for you all day? Because I tried to avoid the dogs at the very end of the program. Because I feared that you would ask me to bark or do something. No, I've I asked you once. You declined Didn't politely. want to do. All right. We do have to go to break and we can come back and wrap it up. She's got game at six. Got some 67s hockey after that. They're home tonight before they're on the road. Saturday and Sunday. Kenny Walls will have all of the action uh, all weekend long for you. We'll take a break. Come back with the final segment of The Drive on TSN 1200. I didn't sing on the air, did I? Yes, you did. No. That was on air, right? I don't think so. I'm not sure because I was your listening to them your, off air too. Your light was on. Uh, it's possible, but it wasn't very much. It, it won't be usable. Okay, what do you got? You're, you've been all setting, right, all right, all right. Setting something uh, up no, all day I, long. You're making it seem like I've been setting something up. I just had something like I was just in doing my mm-hmm. show prep. I it's like, oh, this is pretty exciting. So I ask a question to both of you. Mm-hmm. How dialed in? are you to the world baseball classic is it that you're all in somewhat interested won't watch a second won't watch a second funds uh the what yeah there's his answer <laughs> no uh not interested i'm on the same page i, I didn't think too many people cared. like obviously like cam clement probably all in mm-hmm. you know who was all in these people make sure they will not remain winless gillig allowed deep drive to center Deluzio at the wall! It's gone! In Taichung? That's nuts, man. That Wouldn't you love to be at a stadium with that kind of energy? Crowd reaction? My God. The chanting, the drums. They took over, right? Like Great job by the announcers, too, just not say anything. Exactly. That's well done. I, I saw that because I like I actually I think our, our good buddy. Actually, have you done the Talkin Audio podcast yet? Nope. But I'm on the way. You're on the schedule. Is that right? Yeah. Week of WrestleMania. He had a poll question the other day, like how how into it are you? And like my, my vote was not not at all. He had zero. Zero. Too many other things going on. I saw that this morning. Oh my goodness! <laughs> there are some people that care yep. big time. There are. I just found that really exciting. I'd love to be at a sporting event with so that kind of energy. So many things going on though this weekend, including two massive games for the Ottawa Senators in Vancouver, in Calgary. You're doing tomorrow night's game? 
Yes. Locked and loaded. Okay. I know AJ's got Sunday's game. We got the Briar final. We're going to know who's going to represent Canada at the Worlds here in Ottawa, April 1st. So the page playoffs tonight. You got wild card one against Manitoba. Ontario with a last rock win. Uh, they are into the other semifinal against Brad Guju. You have Ottawa against Carleton. The national semifinals in men's basketball. You have the Carleton Ravens women playing St. Mary's in the semifinals tomorrow. You have three 67s games, including tonight, as they count down to the end of their season and get into the playoffs. How about the Olympic 17-game winning streak? 17 games. Nuts. So there's a ton going on this weekend, which is awesome. A couple of people texted in saying that it was on air. A couple of people saying not on air confirmed. So. <laughs> Let's go with the not on air confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. Lee is cooing. It's a good tune, Bunda. I mean, we didn't get one of the songs that was a staple of TSN Weekend. I like that, though. I but, used to play that as my last song when I produced yeah, for uh, you and Ian. It's a really good yeah. last tune. Second last tune. Oh. Hmm. Math guy's got uh, foreshadowing a song. Well, I meant, yeah. Last song coming back from yeah. break. But I do understand you will play one more song. On the way out. See, back when I was producing, it was way back in the... I've never seen you produce. No, well then... Was that in the 90s? You're just not old enough, I guess. I have seen you, though. I'll give you credit. I always give you credit for the the hosts that go to on-site locations. You're definitely the guy that would put in an effort to troubleshoot or or try to, to fix problems. And I actually have a good chance at doing so. I try. Lloydie knows how to set up Club Bell now. He does a mm-hmm. good job on that. But you, like, you could throw leverage in any scenario. And there's some tough ones. Like, I remember when we, the, the setup that we used to do for Capital Hoops mm-hmm. was brutal. With the, just the oh, number the of, like, it's gotten better. But, out from yeah, the, the headphone amp box and, yeah. like. Underneath the bleachers. Oh, but the, head, the headphone amp <laughs> box was literally looked from, like, 1970. Yeah. It was insane. So now there's, there's updated stuff. But I remember, like, every time it's like, okay. <laughs> How's this gonna go? <laughs> well, you know what I didn't think that about this show today. You guys have been incredible. I knew it was GNR going out. Come on, it's your staple. Dead giveaway. Mine was closing time from Semisonic. 